0: just want to talk to you and probably thousands of pastors have talked on this subject since we've been in this uh lockdown i just want to talk to you about the new normal and um i really feel like the lord gave me a a challenge with this and i don't want to give myself to trying to be relevant for the sake of being relevant but i do know this that the the term itself is 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 talking about something that was previously abnormal to being something that is now uh, commonplace or normal. And so uh, as, a, as a minister, as a believer, I should just say as a son of God, I truly believe that God wants to shift our paradigms and how we think, and I'm going to declare to you today that there is going to be a new normal, <laughs> that things that we haven't believed for in the past will become normal. That things that we've been uh, actually dreaming about will become normal and commonplace. But my, but the key is this, is not to allow it uh, to be so common with us that we take things uh, for granted or, or we, we don't value it. And so I believe that in this time, the new normal will be a wave of, of God's presence uh, wrecking our nation. That's what I'm believing for. I'm believing that's going to be a new normal. I'm believing that the Holy Spirit will come in power to believers that have been continuing to uh, ask the Lord to come during this time. Listen, if you've been asking and you've been seeking, I promise you that the Lord, this is the time where the Lord is about to show up in greater glory and in greater pl- power. And I, I want to encourage you to walk, walk with me through this journey I'm gonna take us on today because Jesus was the perfect uh, perfect uh, example for what we're we're to step into and i want to st- i want you to see that jesus came to take that which was uh, normal and changed it and made the kingdom a new normal and i i want you to see this because there was there was this uh there was so much happening in the world and it says at the fullness of time jesus came to the earth. And and in the fullness of time, he came to change and shift everything. So I'm going to bring some context to some things, things that we read all the time. Uh, uh, A few of the the, uh, occasions where Jesus, I'm going to talk about accounts that the Lord is uh, wanting to highlight today so that we can grab hold of something fresh out of it. Because the scripture is always, if we look at it with the light of a different perspective, especially, come on, the spirit, The perspective of the holy spirit the spirit of god living and dwelling inside inside of us i want you to see that jesus was sent to the earth to reset a family he was sent to the earth to reset a family and to restore eden and this is what i believe i'm you know and people might contend with me on 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 the way i'm going to teach some things today but I truly believe that if, if, if we look at certain things, we've been reading scripture and we don't even have it in context most of the time. And I'm going to show you some things today that are, should illuminate some things and should really pull some, some, uh, some perspectives in your life so that God may challenge you. And I'm going to give you scriptures to look back on certain things. But, but God came to take and knock evil out of the earth. I'm telling you, he came to knock disease out of the earth, he came to knock evil out of the earth, and he, he could only do that in one way, if he came as a man, if he came as a person, and he came down, and he came to be with us, and he gave everything that so what we would have everything, and, and this is the word for us today, and really the message never changes. I, I, I can preach a thousand times, but it always comes back to the message of the gospel, and the gospel is power. And the gospel is good news, and the beginning of that is new, new normal. Let's have the gospel be good news, the new normal, and I want that to come into the hearts of us as we as we um, continue today. I just want the gospel and the message of the gospel and what He's done, and I'm telling you, we don't look at it in the light of how it's really happening, but I'm telling you that the Lord Jesus came to outwit evil. <laughs> And I'm pa- I promise you, he came to outwe- e- outwit evil in every way. And in this way, I'm just going to read First Corinthians two. It's one of you know I've got portions of Scripture that I really, really love, and and the, this is one of them. It says in verse seven, chapter two of First Corinthians, it said, "But we speak the myst- the we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom." Which God ordained before the ages for our glory. Ready? For none of the rulers of this new of this age knew, for they if they had known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But I as is one of my favorite verses, but I has but it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the hearts of men the things that God has preva- prepared for those who love him. And I'm I have to just. The reality is that Jesus set the pace, so that Satan had to follow. I'm telling you, he baited him, and I promise you. When, but by, by the time we're done here today, you're going to have a whole new revelation light of what, like this war against evil, this war against the powers of darkness. There's a, there's a, there's something at work in the earth even still. But you know what? Here, here's the good news that he is already defeated. Why? Because he's already done the work, and we're going to follow behind in his model. And, and we say this all the time, that Jesus is the model, but are we truly, this is why I'm going to challenge you today, are we truly following Jesus' kingdom model? And here's what he did. He went before, he, he had some big ones that he had to do, he had some big things that he had to do, but it, he, he took and he came against the ruler of this world, which was Satan at that time. Guess what? He's not the ruler of this world anymore because Jesus is king. Jesus says, overcome sin, death, the grave. So every believer has this ability to overcome sin, death, and the grave. If we believe on him and believe in his name, we will walk in in true victory. And so by by this, he overcame, and he overcame the offers of temptation, and he overcame the offers of... Of the kingdoms of this world. Now, I just uh, this really began to reverberate in my spirit today as I began to go over some things as I was going over my notes again. And here's the big one. Ready? You can turn to Matthew chapter nine, and I'm going to show you. We remember the temptation of Jesus. That when he was baptized, he went into the wilderness and he fasted for forty days. And in this time, he was tempted. He was. Tried by the enemy, by by Satan, the accuser, who who is coming to offer him a deal. Come on, let's make a deal. And everyone in this, in in the hearing of my ear right now, the enemy will always come with a deal for you. If you would just do this, then you could get this. If you would just, you know, whatever it is, I know this: that the Lord Jesus Christ is trying is trying to get the church to hear something clearly. Ready? Matthew chapter 4, verse 8. And the devil took him up onto an exceeding high mountain. And we're going to talk about mountains a lot today because the mountain has everything to do with the context in which God, in which the Lord Jesus was setting things up. I'm telling you, watch, it's powerful. And and he showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. like the, Like Satan, Lucifer brought him up, said here you can you know this is the third temptation this is the last temptation before jesus is about to say listen you're dead yeah you're done i'm going out of this place in victory and 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 here's the last thing that he asked him he said all these things i will give to you i will give you if you fall down and worship me and i'm going to challenge us with a question what are we worshiping Are we worshiping old theology? Are we worshiping old mindsets in which we've been taught? I'm telling you, the church has an issue with this because we can't get past the old ways so we can get forward into the new. And there are basic uh, Bible principles that we can go by, but unless the kingdom of God is illuminated to us, we can't go the paths that God's trying to call us to, and we have to get it in context of where he's trying to bring us. So I'm saying all this to say, listen, this, is, this was the temptation. What is, what is happening right now? What is happening right now? All, all these things I will give to you, right? The enemy comes saying, listen, I've got this thing on lockdown. I've got the whole world on lockdown. Why? Because of a virus, right? I'm just going to, you know, we, we're going to hit these things. What's the new normal? What's the new normal? We want to recalibrate what the new normal is. We've done it with TV shows We've done it through economics. Everyone wants to put a new normal on everything. And I'm telling you, the new normal is the kingdom of heaven coming into a, a body of believers and them walking in victory and releasing the kingdom in fullness and power. And, and I'll reiterate this over and over again today, but I, I say this. that It says that Jesus said, away with you, Satan. It's written, I will worship the Lord your God and, and serve him only ready so the only one that we serve the only report ready the the report that i believe is what report the report that the lord gives to me and i can look at all the circumstances around me and still respond in, in a in a in a fashion that isn't lining with the word of god and i'm challenging us today to get in the word once again listen i love the bible There's certain things I'm going to speak to you today that are actually God has been illuminating to me brand new, brand new. Like these illuminating thoughts that the Holy Spirit is beginning to pull me in. Why? Because I'm beginning to indulge in the Word and go into the deep places. And I I am going to people who have studied out the Word and listened, you know, have their commentaries and different things. But I'm telling you the Holy Spirit has to open this up to us. It says this, that the devil left him and behold angels came and ministered to him. So I'm going to tell you this: that Jesus came back into the council of the angelic to go back to go onward into his mission, and I'm going to I I want I'm going to challenge you with some things that it, it meant it was more than meets the eye, in contextually. And, and geographically, where Jesus was doing these things. And I'm going to, listen, you're going to bear with me. We're going to be a little while, but I'm going to open this up to us so that we can engage with what God is doing. He's been doing this for 2,000 years. The church, some of the church, most of the church hasn't caught up with it. And, I'm, and I'm, it's going to be powerful. You're going to grab it. So immediately after this, right, he went into this, he, he comes out of this, ready, 40-day fast. He comes out of quarantine. 40 is quarantine, that's what the word means, it's 40 and so he comes out, and that's another subject for another time but we, we, I believe this, that he came out and he, had, he called forth 12 apostles speaking of the 12 twi- tribes of Israel and I'm telling you he called Israel first because come on, the God of Israel, that's the Bible that you read it's the God of Israel that came to save the lost tribe of Israel came to save them all came after them, but he didn't stop there because it says that he went for the 70, the next, the 70, and he anointed them. And they went out and cast devils out and, and saw amazing signs and wonders. And I'm telling you this because there's, there's 70. It goes back to Luke chapter 10 and verse 1 where he invites the 70 in. Ready? I'm building on something because there's a, the 70 is strategically showing us something that in Babel... <laughs> Ready? Where God confused the languages. But it was the original nations that were in Genesis. And I'm telling you, the God of Genesis is after the whole world. And I'm telling you right now that this this dispersion, because listen, if it was something that was uh, good, he wouldn't have dispersed it. I'm telling you, something was up. So I'm just going to read these and just get into this, but it was no accident uh, that the 70 was used in in Jesus anointing the 70. Some of the I'm gonna give you a few references, but it was it was the number of the nations listed at the Tower of Babel event placed under the dominion of lesser gods. Read it, guys. Deuteronomy 4, 19 through 20. You can look at this later. I can't get into all of it right now. And Deuteronomy 32, 8 and 9. Deuteronomy 32 is a key, key scripture key chapter in all of the history of the councils of heaven and all the things that god wants us to understand and do i'm giving you deep things today so you're going to want to share this i promise you this is going to be a good thing so some have translated 72, and others have translated 70. Either way, it was, it was, it was, it was prophetic and pro, prolific to show us that the Holy Spirit is trying to speak the 70 to us. Why? Because these 72 returned with joy, and they said this. They said, the Lord, they said to the Lord, even demons are subject to your name. Even demons. And he said to them, I saw Satan. Listen, he didn't talk to them quite about anything else about, wow, you know I'm good good job guys he cast out devils he didn't even talk to them he said i saw satan fall like lightning from heaven and then he then he declared this behold i give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm you nevertheless don't rejoice in this that the that the spirits are subject to you ready he's giving him a bible lesson right now but rejoice that your name is written in heaven right? So just, and I started thinking about this, just as the event in Babel was God confusing the language to halt the increase of what man was doing. Because I, I, you know, he said this, he said now in verse 11 in Genesis, he said, did I say 10? It's Genesis 11. He said this, now nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. So if this was a good thing, because right now, Here's the deal. If you're a blood-bought son and God wants to begin to give you ideas and increase, I believe the blessing of the Lord is on that. But at this point in history, they were going the wrong way. Why? Because of the influence of other gods. Because of the, the literal uh, dispersion of other Elohim. Can we say that? Because if, if, And if you do a study on that, it's other gods. You are little Elohim. God is great, capital E, Elohim. You know, so there's, there's, if you look through Scripture, because we're missing this thing, guys, that there's this truth that we're missing. Well, what are you saying, are, Miles? Are, are we gods? I'm saying this. Yes, you are sons of God. You are not elevated to God Almighty, obviously, but you are called into the place where the, the small gods gather For counsel in heavenly places i'm telling you we're missing a whole dimension of christianity so if you're with me still listen so he confused their speech why so they were scattered abroad right we're going to i'm just giving you a little dispersion on understanding the nations and how god's calling all of the gentile nations back to himself so it doesn't just in- include like Jesus came to to save Israel but he came to save the whole world we know this right but we don't see it in the in the in the details that it's given in scripture and the reasons why ah, study your bible so you know what people are preaching at you so you know that guys like me on on internet are talking truth or they're not right so here we go so now fast forward to the, now Jesus, the Lord's been preaching about the kingdom of God, right? Now he's preaching the kingdom, and he's releasing the kingdom, and we understand this. He, he, he's demonstrating the love of God on the earth, and, and, and what the, the Eden is, should I say Edenic? <laughs> the, e, the Edenic world is the word I'm looking for, that, that, that what it would look like. And this was Jesus trying to restore the earth. In the time that he was here. Why? Because he was giving a model to you and I. Am I saying that the Holy Spirit is calling, you know, that the kingdom's gonna come and we're not gonna have the return of Jesus Christ? That is not what I'm saying. Mark my words right now. That is not what I'm saying. I am saying that we are called to bring the increase of his kingdom, the very increase that the kingdom that has been modeled to us in Scripture, we're to bring that and overcome the earth as much as we can. Listen, saints, this is the Lord. Exhorting us to say, "Listen, release my love, release my presence, release the healing, release the release generations from bondage," and, and I'm telling you. So, what would it? He begins to give this, and and he's calling us to, and he's setting up. Ready? He's setting up, and he couldn't have picked a better place because I'm giving you this next question. turn. To, this next scripture is Matthew chapter 16, because we have to see this. I'm, I'm building a framework, and then I'm going to get back to what the normal looks like. <laughs> because there has to be a place where we understand what he came to do. I know, oh, Jesus came to save, my, save me from my sins. <laughs> he did that. But he came to bring heaven into you, and not just to give you a ticket to go to heaven. He gave you so that you would be a son of God and a daughter of God on the earth, that you'd release the kingdom everywhere you went, that you'd multiply. See, Jesus came to multiply us because of his blood and cover us completely so that we'd walk in the truth of the gospel and run with it in confidence and in power and knowing. You understand what I'm saying about knowing? I mean believing, not even belief. Belief is a faith is knowing what God's about to do. Faith is just, it's believing, but it's knowing what the Lord is about to do in the earth. And I'm telling you now, we live in an exciting time. I'm, I have to, I'm getting fired up. I want you to understand we live in this a powerful time. And even in the midst of what you're thinking, don't listen to the media about what the new norm is. God has a new normal for you. He's calling you out of pulling, pulling even your old dreams. If you've been home meditating on the things that you've done in the past, you should be thinking about what the new thing is he wants to do in your life right now. So the Holy Spirit has this, this unction that he wants to release on you, and I hope that you've taken this time because now we're seven weeks into it. And I hope you've taken time. You'll have a little more time, but I'm telling you, time's running out. And I, I believe that the Lord has used this to reset us, to, to, to reset our minds, and our hearts, listen, listen. I was at Home Depot yesterday, and and the and it was crazy, you know, crazy. There's no, there's no, there's no social distancing there. So I'm telling you right now, the Holy and I and I got fired up. I just want to call everyone to church. Say, just come. Amen. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's just it's the reality. So here we go. I just I just want. I want you to hear this because the Lord has something powerful He wants us to step into. So, He set this up and He couldn't have picked a better place to throw down the gauntlet on the supernatural powers of darkness. I'm telling you, Matthew chapter 16, we're going to go there. And you know the scripture. This is a famous scripture about the beginning of the church and Jesus declaring, but it was in Caesarea Philippi, in the Old Testament region of Bashan, which... If we look at what that is, it was actually called the gate to the realm of the dead. I'm telling you, it was the gate to the realm of the dead. It was the actual, what they called it was, the gate of hell. The gate of Hades. It was literally that place. Well, what was with Bashan? I'll tell you what it was. In Jewish thought it was this. It was a place where the sons of God came to the earth, and they, they were with women. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, this stuff's powerful. Genesis chapter 6, you can look that up. I can't; I don't have time to unfold all this. But I'm going to leave you with a lot of questions. And you're going to say, is that guy out of his mind? Or does he know what he's talking about? You can test it. Go to your Bible. I'm telling you, if we be, but you, if you just read certain things, if you don't study it, if you don't get into it, if you don't look at the history, if you don't know where the things came from, if you don't know why Jesus was in a certain place, we don't understand it, what he's doing. So I, I encourage us today. To do that. So it was really ground zero, (laughs) ground zero of the origin of of the evil cosmic power that was about to enter the earth. It's where Nephilim or Elohim, little e, were to come and to, to propagate the earth with women. Intense, yes. So this is it, but this is where they were, and it says Jesus came to the region of uh, Caesarea Philippi, and he asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? Some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? And Peter, of course, steps up, you're Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood is not revealed this to you but my father who is in in heaven and also i say to you that you peter on this rock the very rock which was speaking of the mountain it was the mountain of bashan it was in Caesarea philippi it was the place where the sons of men began to uh, be with women it began evil in the earth before the flood Okay, and so some of, the res- some of the residue of that stuff, and listen, guys, you just have to search this stuff out in your Bible. I know we don't usually go here because it's, it's something that um, it is challenging for our thinking, but it says that flesh or blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And then it said, I, I say to you, Peter, on this rock I'll build my church and the gates of hell, this place right here where all of hell has spewed open and invaded the earth. It says this. It said they shall not prevail. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. and Whatever is loosed on earth will be loosed in heaven. Now listen, listen. It, they, literally, they literally stood in this place. It was actually where they worshiped Pan. Remember, you know, the guy who we like in Disney, Peter Pan. Yeah, that's who he was named after, Pan which is a messed up, satanic thing. Anyway, we'll go from there. But th- there's this, a God who actually looks like devil. That's how we get the horn and the tail and all that stuff from Pan. There you go, history. <laughs> so, but I'm just saying this because this is, this is the stance of Jesus. This is the stance of your king. This is the stance of who you have given lordship over your life. He went to the gate. He went to the door of hell and said, I don't know, however I can make the noise louder. He went there and announced, I'm building my church right here at the door. Come get me. I know, that's intimidating. But here's the way I see Jesus. I know we want to see Jesus like a nice... You know, friar. I don't know. I don't usually see Jesus like that. I see Jesus like a coming king. And don't get me wrong. He's come to me gently, but I see him coming as a coming king. And I tell you, when he was even in the form of a man, he he knew who he was inside. Come on. He knew what was about to happen. He knew what, the power of God that was inside this, this human vessel. He knew. And the same spirit that was in Christ that raised Jesus from the dead, because the only way he knew this is living inside of you. I'm telling you, he went to the gate of hell. Now, who? I'm telling, I'm talking to the church. I'm talking to church people right now. <laughs> I'm talking to you right now, and I'm saying this. Who? is going to go to the gate of hell. Who's going to get right in the face of darkness? Not because we have to redo what Jesus did. Get, don't get me wrong. I'm telling you who is about to go to the places that have not seen the light of the gospel. Who who will go? And I'm telling you this was who's going to get a fiery coal on their lip. Who's going to taste the thing that Jesus was giving out? It's fiery coals of his presence. And when we partake of that, we begin to go to places that we've never gone before. We begin to approach people not and listen. And the love of God and the kindness of God is going to turn people to repentance. But I'm telling you, there is something that you need to get in your spirit, man, that will not quit, that will not stop, that will not pass. That needs to be the new norm. I know I'm pointing at the camera today. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is about to do something in you if you would just allow him. And there's the, the violence of the kingdom of heaven that's about to be released on the earth. And I promise you that the next place he went was the place of transfiguration. Why? Because there was another message that he wanted to release out of that. But he announced to the powers of darkness that he was about to... He, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, he went there, he said, I'm, I'm going to riot against the the." the the spirits in hell, I'm going to riot against you so that you provoke yourselves to get into humans so that they'll come and find me and persecute me and whip me and kill me and beat me and crucify me because that's what has to happen. And the Bible says that if they knew that, they would have never done it. But I'm telling you, he got right in his grill and said, come, come on, come get me. I'm telling you, this is how it went down. Because the next six days later he goes to the Mount of Transfiguration and they go up. And you know the story. You know the story. It was Jesus that went up and, and re- reveals who he really is. He, begins, he becomes embodied with the glory of God. He begins to reflect the glory and the presence of God. It, it says, The Bible says that he was transfigured. And, and in, in, the, in the same word is transformed. right? But he didn't look the same anymore. Something came upon him. The life of God came upon him in a new way so that he was able to do the next step. And in that place, he said, he said to them on the way down, he said, listen, this is what's going to happen. He began to unfold. This is the plan. I'm going to die by the hands of man. I'm going to be crucified. Let's go to Jerusalem. Let's do this now. And they didn't like that. Listen, they're like, what? you acting, you're crazy. You're acting nuts. We're not going there with you, and you shouldn't go there either because they're trying to kill you, Right? But this was the thing. This was the pr- Jesus would not be stopped. And I'm saying this because you've got to get this in your spirit. Listen, there's no militant life in a believer more normally. We're, te- we're growing believers up so that, oh, it's okay. You, you can do just this grace on the sin that you're struggling with. And there is. But we're dealing more with these little squabbles that we have with our personal stuff than we do with looking at the Lord like, wow, the King of glory wants to reveal himself to me, and I want to be in his presence. And I'm not saying that what what we struggle with is not important. What I'm saying is this, get your eyes off of yourself. And get your eyes on the King, because when your eyes come on the King of Glory, things begin to happen. Things begin to shake, and He's come to shake everything. He's come to rattle people into their lives that they're calling them about out the of graves. I'm telling you, this is the plan of God. This is the new normal. He's calling for the generation. There are hundreds of thousands of people addicted. There's hundreds of thousands of people whose marriage is shipwrecked. There's, I'm telling you, there's an epidemic of things that God wants to shake from you into other people but he can't do it without a voice and so there's something that the lord is trying to do in us in this hour and i'm telling you i'm going to be like a raging lion probably from here on in so just bear with me The, the lord is wanting to do this there's a transfiguration that happened and he embodied himself and he put the he gave right there he came down off that mountain and he said declaring i've come back to take what's mine and, and in that place, he said, the kingdom of God is here now. <laughs> so come do something about it. Come take me out, because that's the plan. And I'm telling you, he needed to die, and so do you. Oh, I'm telling you, he needed to die, and so do I. The Spirit of God is calling a a, a, a body of believers. It's calling a... a A cloud of witnesses, can I say. Yeah, I know there's that in heaven, but he's calling the cloud people that are walking in the glory. People that are walking in the heavenly places. People that are riding in the clouds with him. Because I'm telling you, he wants you to see from the perspective he came from. And I'm telling you, all he could see was the cross. All he could see was humanity. All he could see was that the whole world needed to be saved. So he had, to bait, he had to bait the powers of darkness into action. His key, his death was the key. His death was the key. Death's the key. If you just go low, if I just go low, if I give myself, if I just allow myself, to die daily as paul said so what's the new normal the new normal is your mission the new normal is to fulfill the thing that he gave before he ascended (laughs) it's it's the great commission not the omission like someone used to say to me because we omit that oh no people don't need to get saved and listen the, the lord's been challenging me what does this all look like now just going to have meetings at church? Is that okay? No, that's not okay. It's not okay. Ready? It's okay because we do need to get together. But it's not okay to just be internally growing all the time. It, it's unhealthy. It's not what you were born for. It wasn't. You weren't born to look inside all the time. You were born to get eyes that would be like lions, that would be like an eagle, that would look outside, and the, and you would take the yoke that Jesus had. Listen, the yoke that that would pull. All the presence of God with you. I, I just there was this thing about the the presence of God resting on a people that would go over. And cross into promise. Listen, there's a yoke. It said the presence of God rested on Joshua's men as they crossed over the river. I'm saying to you right now that we've got to position ourselves so that the glory of God is resting on a people, on all of us, so that as we go forth, listen, you're not afraid to step into confrontation. You're not afraid to, to begin to speak words of life when people need to hear your voice. People need your life to be a reflection of all the things that he's done and and the new normal is your mission so you've been brought into God's family again i'm just i started with this i'm going to end with this really the you've been brought to Christ for one thing to come into the family of God to come into the council of God and i mean the council of God i mean you've been called to be in the council this is why most of us don't do much because we don't really we're not confident we're hear, hearing from heaven and I'm telling you, you've been called to be partakers of a divine nature. And in that, the Council of Heaven is going to inform you. What's the new normal? That you go into prayer, and when you come out of prayer, you're different. That when I go into the place of prayer, when I had align myself with heaven, I come out and I'm different. I'm not frustrated. I'm not, I'm not coming out of the place frustrated thinking about myself and what I need and what you know, my church needs. No, I'm telling you, there's got to be a shift in the mindset. You better start thinking beyond. You better start thinking kingdom. You better start thinking. Jesus came to declare a kingdom. He said, I'm coming to take back what was mine. And I'm telling you, he did the work. The work is done. And now all you have to do is partake of it. It's really it. And when you go into the councils, you're not just observers, but you're participants. You have gotta participate. You can't listen to every person that's been sitting doing and I, you know, children's church and all the things that we do. That's good, but you've got to participate and in, and aggravate the enemy because yeah. you've got to, you've got the ability to overcome him you've been given the ability to overcome him so i want to strengthen your resolve today if i haven't already i just have to believe that god's going to strengthen your resolve on the inner man right he didn't why why do we need resurrection i don't need resurrection power unless i'm going to do something with it wow, yes what do i need resurrection power well, do you need to get filled again to go to another renewal meeting i'm telling you something's happening I don't, I don't, you know, I, and we host conferences and regional events. I love that. But it should be to equip people so that they come out blazing on fire and leave told, you know, not to just go to another place and go get drunk. Come on. Listen, no acts of kindness fail to touch someone's heart. I don't care what you do. If you're just thinking that way, if I can just do random acts of kindness... Because you are a believer and you're filled with the Holy Ghost, it's amplified. I promise you, I'm telling you, if you just do things outside of yourself instead of thinking about your little life, because that's how most, most of us are with thinking about our lives, what I need. I me mean, I, I me, mean, me, I, I. But I'm telling you, here you go. There's no act of kindness, uh, act of kindness that will go that won't touch someone, and there's no articulation of the gospel that is ever fruitless. That means, do I have to give them precept upon precept? No, but you can give the gospel to someone just by telling them God loves you. And I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is calling us to go to another degree with this. So I'm just going to pray for you right now that the Holy Spirit just grabs you and your heart becomes like a raging lion. Listen, the boldness of the Holy Spirit would come off on you, yet the gentleness of the dove... Right? Because it does, it's not about our, our bark. Come on. The Holy Spirit wants you to move in power. So I can say all these things. And if I if I if I myself don't get filled with the presence of God to touch people and change and be a, a, an agent of transformation, and this is all in vain. So I'm going to pray for you. Father, right now, we just thank you. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you that you've come. Lord, that you came to shake the gates of hell and you actually spoke and declared the gates of hell will not prevail lord we take that and we receive that lord i just declare right now that you put resolve in people even in the midst of maybe being frustrated with with uh the the, um the quarantine and, and and all the all the things that we're kind of regulated in now father i ask right now that you release the peace of heaven I ask, Lord, that these next moments that we have, Lord, tucked away with you, with less things to do, Father, we would be accelerated in the things of the Spirit. I declare that the divine counsel of heaven would come to people's families and homes. Lord, that we'd go into the places that you've called us, that we wouldn't be outside of that. Lord, I thank you for your, your, your life that you gave for every person that might be listening to this. Lord, I thank you that you have a higher mission Uh, for every person that's hearing, Lord, I thank you for your love and your presence. Lord, if anyone right now is in the hearing of my ear and they have not accepted you, Father, I just ask that you release right now the grace to just say, Lord, just come be Lord of my life right now. Forgive me of my sins. I give my life completely to you. I don't want to live in the ways I've lived in the past. And any any believer that's lived outside of the fullness of the presence of God, Lord, I ask that a refreshing flow would come right now. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for how you're doing it. I thank you for what it's going to look like. I thank you for a new normal that's going to shake America, that should shake the globe. In Jesus' name.